Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Today with us, we have Rosie Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Rosie is on our team. She has been with us for what is, how long? Has oh. it been like six months? Yeah. Since May or something. Yeah. 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 So like almost actually, yeah, like six months. That's crazy mm-hmm. to think of. Um, I know. And we're excited to have her on the show today. We have a lot of questions. Uh, Rosie, to, to set up what we've been doing, this series has been about jumping into real estate. Um, getting your first moves. Maybe you are just getting into it. You don't know how to get into it. Maybe you're into it and you don't know what to do. So these questions are going to be directed towards what has it been like this first year? What does this look like for you? Okay. Um, So. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell the people who you are. (laughs) So I am Rosie. I am on the Phillips team with Lizzie and Johnny. Um, I'm a wife. I've been married for five years. We've kind of moved all over. We've done Arizona yeah, okay. twice. Talk about that. <laughs> Talk about where you've lived because you have a crazy story, I feel like. Yeah. So we lived, we got married and my husband's job was in Arizona and he actually worked for a home builder out there. Um, and so we lived there. The neighborhood was closing out. So they didn't have a job for him. And we're like, okay, what do we do? So we moved over to Memphis with my parents, lived there saved a bunch of money, had big plans to buy a house. And then we moved back to Arizona. We did a summer in Utah and now we're here in Georgia. So it's kind of been crazy. We've lived here two years and that is actually the longest we've ever lived somewhere, which is kind of crazy. crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So you're a nomadic people. Yes. Especially (laughs) for only like being married five years and like that's our history of just moving wow yeah <laughs> so but we love it we love georgia um so you travel made, light yes <laughs> we actually <laughs> when we moved in here like we well we still kind of have nothing but we we've slowly been getting stuff but like we had a couch our bed our bed and some <laughs> old furniture um what's funny about that though is when we did our uh, summer in Utah, we had a rental and it's only for the summer. And I'm not kidding. The only furniture we had in that apartment <laughs> was a blow up air mattress. <laughs> and we what? had one plate for each of us and like one pan because we were only oh going to be goodness. there this summer. And so, yeah, we had our blow up air mattress and See, then I, I would love that life. TV. <laughs> no, I would love that. I feel like we have too much stuff. Uh, I don't, I don't like hoarding. Yeah. So yeah. I, w- I would live that, that life in a heartbeat. We need yeah. to Marie Kondo our house. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, you get me. Yes, I get you. <laughs> but yeah, so we had the TV and our blow up air mattress and I actually had someone come over and I'm like, well, you can come over, but we won't have anywhere to sit. <laughs> and we were like... <laughs> sitting on the floor in our living room and I'm like, sorry, we have no furniture. We're moving. Wow. In a month. That's, That's funny. I, you I could have been that. like a serial killer, just like ready to get up and go. <laughs> yeah, okay. come to our house. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was Utah and now we're just feeling more established here in Georgia. We've got two kids now. Um, Rowan goes off to school and loves it. She's at school right now. 
And then we have Nolan, who's just hanging out every day with me. <laughs> we just went to a showing with me. And yeah, it's been good. Wow. So you have a sidekick when you go and do showings. That's nice. I do. I do. <laughs> Actually been a good sidekick, like from starting real estate. Um, I met Lizzie because I took a class and she was teaching it. And it was like a four week long class, I want to say. Um, yeah. And Nolan was three months old and I was like, he's breastfed. I've got to take him. And that's how I met Lizzie. I'm standing in the back of the class, just holding him every time he got fussy. But yeah, he's kind of been my sidekick through it all. Well, and I remember, I remember obviously meeting you that day. Cause I was like this, this girl, she's <laughs> going to do whatever it takes to get it done. Cause I mean, it is hard. I mean, we, we have kids similar. I have a kid, you have kids similar age. And I mean, it's not easy. You, you have to either plan for childcare or, you know, you know, the clients that are going to be okay with having your kid with you. They're, right. they're always most of the time, very understanding and, and, and he's really good. So that helps. <laughs> and this job isn't necessarily easy with a kid. Like we had to plan to get rid of our kids so we could do the show. Yep. And that was a, a nightmare in yeah. itself. Our nanny called in sick and we were like, okay, plan B, where are you going? <laughs> he literally yeah. is down the street with someone else yeah. right now, yeah. just down the street. So you make it work. Your kid's napping. We plan it around yep. naps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. He's napping, ruins at school. It's quiet. But yeah, you just kind of make it work. Yeah. So you met Lizzie while she was doing that class. Um, so I think that leads into our next question. Why real estate? What got you there? Yeah. Why did you decide to move that direction? Yeah. So it was about a year, a little over a year ago. I was like, so my job before this, I taught English to kids in China, um, in the early morning and with COVID it was kind of going up and down. Um, and I thought, you know, I kind of want a more stable well, real estate isn't stable income, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. Right. Yeah. Well, a, a higher unstable yes. income. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. It's like I wanted a career that was going to give me the flexibility with my kids. Mm -hmm. Like, um, because I was teaching English, teaching was kind of always in the back of my mind. Um, and I was like, I don't really want to be a teacher I'm going to have to go into the school. My kids are going to not be with me. Um, and this is funny. So I did not get into real estate because of this show. But it is a popular I know Netflix where you're going show. with this because we've had this conversation. Wait, and it's going back to, we mentioned this on our first episode in the series. So go there and I'll talk about it. Yes. So I did not get into real estate because of Selling Sunset. Because my husband and I had a conversation when my daughter was first born about me getting into real estate. And I was like, no, now's not the time. So me of watching it reminded me of that conversation my husband and I had. So I, um, so I got on Instagram like anyone does. And I started researching literally moms who do real estate. And I found a few moms and I started Googling best brokerages to be at and just started going down that rabbit hole and, you know, trying to talk to people, found um, a real estate course to do online. Mind you, I was 
seven months pregnant. So I was oh, about to have a kid. Nothing going on. <laughs> With another sure. kid. That's, yes. That's commitment. So I told Scott, I was like, I'm going to do this. And he said, okay. And I literally like morning, noon, and night was studying. I think I was doing like three chapters a week. So like getting through one chapter every day. And I got it done in three and a half weeks. Yes. Took my test. That's a, I did not it. know you did it that fast. Yeah. I, I had that. to get it done because... There is no way it was going to happen after Ellen was born. Yeah, you were having a baby. (laughs) Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I didn't think about that. (laughs) Yeah, so I I had to. And I was like, well, I'm going to do this. And so literally the way I study is by writing everything down. So I wrote everything down. But morning, noon, and night, I was doing that. And I passed it. I was so excited. Scheduled my real estate test and got licensed almost a year ago on December 12th. That's crazy. That is nuts. So, okay, great. You just answered our next question, so we can skip that one altogether. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Way to go, Rosie. You're, you're just on track there. Yes. Um, so how has it been different than what you expected? Like, I'm sure researching yeah. on Instagram, I've never heard of anyone do that. That's, that's new to me. Um, <laughs> this is the young generation. This is what we do, Grandpa. <laughs> yes. That's why I find anything. And it's true, like... If I want to buy some clothes, I go to Instagram. If I want to get cookie decoration, cookies decorated for my son's birthday, I go to Instagram and that's where I find people. And that's also why I'm on Instagram. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, give a shout out what your handle yeah, is yeah, because Rosie is a beast at social media. Like we I look try. up to her. I just kind of wing it, but it's <laughs> at Hey Rosie Taylor and that's R-O-Z-Z-I-E. Perfect. So that's me. But to answer your question, how's it different? Um, okay. So on social media, you see the highlight reels of like everyone's success, success after success, um, all the closings coming in. And as a new agent, that's not really the reality. It can be for some people if you have like a huge sphere and everyone's deciding to move. Um or if you're just like super outgoing and can knock a million doors and sure. like actually have the time and no children to do that. Um, but so, yeah, it's a lot of work to get started. Um, it's not closing after closing the second you get licensed. It's work. And a lot of people don't realize that. Absolutely. And I think that's something that that we've talked about before on the show and something that we're going to continue to talk about is getting into this as a commitment. You know, okay. it's, it is not, you walk out your front door that first day and you have sold a house. If you did yeah. this, that is awesome. <laughs> but uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it's pretty rare for somebody to sell a ton of homes right away. And like you said, unless you have a massive sphere of influence and with that sphere of influence, there's already a level of like trust when in a business relationship almost, I feel like it's easier for someone to go from like a career that was referral and sphere based to real estate Mm because they already have those relationships with someone. You know, I've seen a lot of realtors get out of, of selling, buying and selling homes for clients and move into like mortgages because you have those relationships. Those relationships are already there. They already know a ton of agents. So it's moving from like a similar sphere. So yeah, it's definitely very hard to build without a big sphere of influence. And I'm sure that that you saw that a lot 
Yeah. You know, you had moved around a lot and here you are in Georgia and you're like, I'm going to go be a real estate agent. No problem. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I had to work my sphere and my my closings I've had, one came from a referral, but that person who referred me was not in my sphere. Like I found them online and, you know, just started talking to them. The other one, I door knocked and that's how I found them. So it wasn't, you know, people I automatically knew. Like I had to put in the work um, and it it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I did do door knocking, pushing a stroller. And <laughs> um, Do you think that helped? <laughs> Um, I think it slowed me down. (laughs) (laughs) Less doors got knocked on. Yes. I mean, I was dedicated and I was going to do it, but I think it slowed me down. But it was, you know, it was the time I could do it. And, you know, I made it happen. Yeah. Well, and I think right now you are in a phase of life as well, where you're building up your sphere because your sphere is changing. You have young kids now, Mm -hmm. you know, Rowan's in school. So you're building up a sphere of influence that way. Your Mm -hmm. presence on social media. I mean, you got to think about at least, you know, a lot of your pipeline deals that you've got coming right now came from social media. Yeah. And, And that's something that's a little controversial in real estate is like, okay, where's the balance between how much time and effort do I put into having perfect social Mm -hmm. media? And then where do I have to proactively lead generate? And I think you're finding that balance really well right now of like, you're still knocking out your social media, you're interacting with people on there, you're making it so that people know you and get to, you know, when they feel like they know you, they want to do business with you. Yeah. Um, and then continuing to do some proactively generation outside of spheres so that you're not mm-hmm. just reliant on that one source. Exactly. Social media has been like a huge part um, and it's helped me build relationships, not only like with people, but a lot of like my sphere on social media are other small business owners. Yeah. Um, and I like to support local business owners and um, I found that kind of cool that I found a bunch of locally, you know, locally Absolutely. owned businesses that I can support um, and just shout out anytime I can. Like, I don't, I don't want to focus so much my social media on selling. I want to build relationships um, and just, you know, be social on social media because, while educating yeah. people. And, and when yeah. those people need to move, they're going to have that relationship with you. They're going to think of Rosie. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think that, like Lizzie was saying, that is a, a new avenue for the real estate world um, yeah. using social media. There are a lot of old school people who would say, we are not wasting the time with this because we don't understand it and there's never going to be any business from it. Well, my highest ticket client came off of a random Facebook ad, Facebook ad yeah. that we had mm-hmm. probably in our first year. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It works. It does take time to build up. Um, like you're not going to have people in your DMs your first week of posting on social media. Like it takes time. And like I said, like it is work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I take time to research topics that I'm going to talk about, um, you know, because I want the people on my social media who are looking to have the best education. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Someone is calling both Johnny and I with the same number like over and over. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to take a live call, but no. that would be really funny. <laughs> that so, could be interesting. 
<laughs> what has been your favorite and least favorite part of getting into real estate so far? Okay. Favorite, I like the relationships I've built with agents and with clients and people that I've talked to. Um, I like the process of helping people get into a home or sell their home. Um, I've had both experiences and it's rewarding, you know, for both parties, you know, buying and selling. Least favorite probably would be um, scheduling out kids. Sometimes I kind mm. of feel like it's a burden. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to that class that I took that was four weeks long, I felt like I was a burden asking like someone to watch Rowan every day. Um, so that kind of gets on me. That could be like a mom thing. I don't know. But um, luckily, my husband's still working from home. So it's easy. That's to nice. Just yeah. Have him. Um, like I can head out during nap times and not have to worry. Like I'm not leaving yeah. my kids alone. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, why not? They'll um, be fine. They're asleep, right? Yes, totally. So that's been nice. But I think um, finding childcare for some things, you know, that you can't bring your kids to. Yeah. Or if it just doesn't I mean, line up with your schedule. Yeah, that's something that, you know, you really have to figure out how to balance. And I think it oftentimes does fall on the women of the family to figure that out, especially, um, I mean, it's something that we tend to naturally want to do. But like, for example, Friday night, we have a business dinner and obviously we can't take Liam and we're like scrambling to find childcare, you know, like you just yeah. have to... Right. Call everyone you know and beg for all the favors. Like, please, I'll pay you super well. Like, he's only going to exactly. be awake for like one hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big balancing mm -hmm. act. But I think, you know, it's just making sure you have obviously that quality time with your kids outside of it. And then, you know, I, I think our kids one day are going to look up to us as women and moms and say, wow, my mom worked really hard for our family. I don't think they're ever going to be like, well, I wish my mom was with me 24 <laughs> seven. And dads, no. we look up to dads too. I mean, <laughs> yes, but at the same time, like women are still in a position where a lot of the childcare burden falls on us. If 100%. like you think about yeah. in schools, they always tend to call the moms first. We, we talked about this the other day and we were like, I'm putting Johnny's name on the list first <laughs> and saying, no, you're not always going to call me first alternate each time. That kid does yeah. not want the principal calling me. Oh, but what if you're, what if he's Hellfire sick or hurt? Will no, not down. like that. But like if he's sick or hurt, like if he's sick, he has to come home, that kind of a thing. If he's sick, he walks home. If, he, oh my gosh. if he's hurt, he rubs dirt in it. We all know this. Call <laughs> and me. this is why they call moms. Okay, <laughs> exactly. now we know. <laughs> yeah. So interesting story about that. I had a closing and it overlapped 30 minutes with my son's nap time. Oh, yeah. And um, my husband had a team call, um, super casual, and was holding him. And after it, his boss calls him like so upset. Like, I never want to see your son on a call again. And I'm sitting there You're like, kidding. I mean, come on, it's 2021. What? And the best part of that story that I've heard is that oftentimes women have their kids kind of hanging out in the background there holding kids and they never get called out for it. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, why can't he not get called out for it? It was weird. Exactly. That's that's really strange and unfortunate. It, yeah. 
it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like I can have a career too. Like I have stuff that I need to go do just like my husband does. Sure. Yep. Sure. Um, and it, I'm sure did not hurt his productivity at all in that meeting because no. Nolan's a silent <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. So I'd say that like just kind of balancing the childcare stuff and, you know, my husband and I trying to make it work and that 30 minutes apparently didn't work for my husband, but, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, we're learning as we go, figuring maybe, it out. Maybe that's something we need to offer is Philip's team, childcare. <laughs> Daycare. Yep. Yes. I mean, we have, we have the infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question we have is what has been the most effective way for you to generate business? We touched on this a little bit, but mm -hmm. what, if you can go into it a little bit more about maybe what you do with your social media and, and mm -hmm. how you use that without giving so, away your trade secrets. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, um, my closings I've had came from referrals and door knocking. Um, the referral came from social media. So I'd say like, you know, the traditional door knocking, it did work. It's honestly not my favorite because I'm not like that, I don't know. I'm not that outgoing. But it's also a lot better if you go with somebody else I've found. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. So I went with um, Ceci and it was so easy. We like alternated doors and it was a lot more fun. Um, and I think people are a lot less threatened when they open the door. If there's two people standing there and I mean, if it's two women, they're like, okay, what can I do to help you? Like, yeah. usually they're no offense, but like it's okay. when a, when a dude just shows up alone on my doorstep, I'm not answering that if I'm home alone. No way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So women, we got a leg up with door knocking, I feel like. <laughs> well, whatever Which works. is true. It's true. Um, and I've also, you know, just walked around my neighborhood and talked to people um, through there and met people. So it does work. It's not my favorite, but I do do it. Mm -hmm. um, social media is another avenue I really try and pursue. I try and do post something Monday through Friday. Um one thing I found that gets a lot of response is like picking two homes in the same price range, same location or different location. And then like, you know, having people pick which house they would pick. And that's kind of fun because I mean, you put whatever you price one, tag on it. You did one a really good one yesterday or the day before. I and I'm like it. sitting there voting too. I'm like, I, went, yep. I like this. Oh, I like that. That was a lot of fun. How many, yeah. how many actual responses do you think you got on those? Like I get like 40 responses. No way. That's really good. That's it's incredible. huge. Like, I mean, you give people an unlimited amount of like budget, like they're not actually buying it, but they're going to tell you their opinion. And it's 100%. Fun. Yeah. And I love like seeing everyone's opinion. Like I know which house I would choose. Um, and it's fun. Which one would you have chosen? The one in Alpharetta or the one in Houston? I actually Was it Alpharetta? Think, or Marietta? Yeah, I, don't know. I think yeah. I would have chosen Alpharetta. Um, it was smaller, but I just like the finishes better. Yeah. That, that um, I was like 50-50 on both houses. If you could combine yeah. them. Yeah. It's funny because you look and you like, you weigh what you want because the one in Houston had a bigger yard. It was way bigger. And so you just kind of see what your money gets you in different areas. And if you're local to the area, it kind of helps, you know. Yeah. No, I loved that. That was one of your best stories. I love that. So it's been fun to do that. I had fun. <laughs> Another one I um, 
Let's see, what else do I do on my stories? You know, Zillow, their whole thing has been big. And so I kind that of blew up. walked it through my own house and their estimate and how it's so off for my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how they come in with like these big ranges, what they would buy your house for. But me as a realtor, I give you like, a 10k range like 15 at most but yeah. theirs that they gave me was like 35,000 a big range and their estimate was off I was like you know this house with my same exact floor plan sold for this much I showed before and after pictures of updates we did and I just kind of walked people through that process like hey you're seeing Zillow in the news and this is why um so I really try to educate um that way and then as well as kind of bring in my personal life so they do see a lot about my kids my family what we're doing so and that's important says Lizzie no it is I mean you got to make yourself be a real human at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah they don't people don't want to follow someone that's not real and that you know doesn't actually share about their life yeah. I mean, I, we try to do, I say we, I do, I try to do a good <laughs> job about posting like our family and, you know, we do a lot of home renovations and so do you. So like posting yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, people love that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think so, your last post the other day had me cracking up your latest reel. <laughs> y'all. What, what, what are we talking about? The reel that I posted of you. Oh, it was like, it's like that audio that's like, do you ever just look at your, what is it? You ever just look person. at your person and think, wow, you are so, is it beautiful? I don't know. Yeah, or, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah you're so beautiful. <laughs> and Johnny is doing something utterly ridiculous. <laughs> go follow my Instagram and you can go through my reels and you'll figure out which one it is. <laughs> Sometimes I just like to have fun. Is that what that was? That was, it was okay. a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good to know. So I, I just want to say that when you were talking about how your range that you give to people uh, on your listing appointments is different than the range that Zillow will give people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is because you are a professional and you know what yeah. you're doing and you exactly. know what you're looking at. Exactly. And, and I, I just wish everyone would realize that there is a difference between, you know, these online guesstimators and an actual person in your house looking at your finishes, looking at the houses around you and and knowing what's actually going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I th- we look at houses all day long mm-hmm. seeing, you know, we have a pulse for the whole area. I mean, wherever we could possibly help someone buy and sell, I know when something's a good deal, when something's not a good deal, when someone wants to price their house too high, you just begin to learn the market and you begin mm-hmm. to continue to follow the market and you can quickly yeah. look at comparables and say, okay, well, the you know, you know, the comparisons, you know, what's going to bring a house down by what amount. I mean, we just, humans are so much more intuitive than computers. (laughs) I know. Um, And that's what I hit on. I was like, listen, I'm, I come into my clients' houses and I, I tour them. um, And then I research, like I know what's on the market. I research what's sold, you know, what looks like your house, what, what could compete with your house, that kind of thing. Um, and I posted like, you know, Zillow doesn't know the inside of my house. They don't know that I've, mm-hmm. it's messy, but I've done these updates back there. And, <laughs> um, and they don't know that they just, it's a computer and 
we are real people. So you're saying that being an agent is more than just being a warm body to open up doors is what you're saying. Exactly. (laughs) And especially when you really choose to think of yourself as a listing agent. I mean, that Mm -hmm. sets you apart as well. When you focus on listings, you're constantly focusing on the prices of homes and what's the top dollar we could possibly get our clients for their house. And if we listed our house at what Zillow said, we would lose money. Right. Just looking from the comps that have recently sold, like people will be like, okay, what's wrong with your house? Yeah. Right. So okay. Low. So it was, so it was under, which you could have yeah. Oh, it was for. way under. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that goes to show that a lot of people, when they just send Zillow or open door, I don't want to trash too many companies, but when they send them, Hey, I'm looking at selling my house, they just send them some random number. And a lot of times it is lower than what they could get for their house. I know ours estimate on our house is like hundred thousand dollars and accurate easily. Cause yeah. they don't know we've done this massive kitchen reno. And even <laughs> if we told them that they're never going to step foot in our house to see that. Sure. Exactly. Absolutely. And I mean, it's important for people to realize at the end of the day, these people are a third party going to resell a house so they're trying to make their numbers work. They're going to give you as little as they can so, so they, they can, can maximize their profit, which mm-hmm. Zillow obviously sucks at because it just bankrupted. I mean, I, that, well, the company didn't bankrupt, but their iBuyer program did. It imploded. Yeah. They let yeah. go 20% of their, um, crazy. of their staff. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, well, exactly. they're, they're in it to make money for them. They're mm-hmm. going to get a good deal on your home and then, try and resell it and make themselves some money. Yep. Yep. You would be crazy to go with one of those, I feel like, but yeah, whatever. And I get the convenience factor. You know, there are some people that genuinely they can't have showings for whatever reason, or like they're leaving their house. They got to just dump it in the next two weeks. And that's an option Mm -hmm. for them. But, you know, I always like to tell our clients, look, we have investors left and right looking for properties. If you're willing to discount it, we can sell it and a minute. Yeah. Let me, let me know. Like oh, we can get it sold for you without having to do showings like that. If you're willing to take a discount like that. Yep. I, I've had uh, someone approach me this and say, listen, I will give you over whatever any iBuyer gives one of your clients. You just let me yeah. know and yeah. I will beat it. Yeah. And just a lot of people don't know that they see, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to give me this much and it's going to be easy. And they think there's going to be no hidden fees and they're not going to have to pay a realtor. But, you know, there are hidden fees and you do have to pay someone. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw someone share on social media an actual like breakdown of an open door closing and the fees that they charged was like $20,000. Yeah. And that wasn't even including like the inspection repairs. It was like $14,000. So they lost like $34,000 just on fees to Zillow and this exactly. other agent was making the point of like how, you know, had they just used an agent, we probably could have made it so that they didn't have to pay any, any money in repairs. Like, you know. It, oh yeah. I don't think I've seen a client pay for repairs in months. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty hard mm-hmm. to get a seller to pay for repairs right now. Yeah. Well, sorry, Zillow. Yeah. We just trashed Zillow for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> Whoops. So what advice would you give someone who is thinking about changing careers or uh, maybe dual careering if they think real estate is on the horizon? What would you say to them? I would say go for it, um, but also find someone 
like a team or a company, a brokerage that you really like work well with. Like I was a solo agent before at our previous brokerage and I just kind of knew I needed someone who is in my stage of life, um, who understands what it's like to have young kids and could help me balance that and who's similar to me. And so I did find that at the Phillips team and it's been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it I think me it's so much. It's so funny to look at all of our team members and they're like, I think 35 and under, like everybody's super young. Everybody's in the same stage of life pretty much or very close. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, it is the law of attraction, like who you yeah. are is who you attract. And exactly. And I love that, you know, we're all in the same stage of life. We get it. We're understanding human beings. We're not like it totally out of touch with what's going on. Yeah. And, and I think it's also cool that we have a, a more open mind to different ways of advertising and different ways of, of getting clientele than if we were on an older team would, would be very accepting of, I think. Yeah. We're like, however the heck you can get some clients, do it. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and look at you no. with just, just taking on social media. That's huge. Yeah. That's something yeah. we do different than I think a lot of teams is mm-hmm. we let all of our team members run their own social media and have free reign to market themselves to whoever they want. We don't like, of course they use the Phillips team name sometimes, but Mm -hmm. like at the end of the day, you are the one that has the relationship with your sphere. Mm -hmm. Most of them don't know who the hell the Phillips team is and they don't really care to be frank. So like, why would we push our name on you? Like, and and it's it's always been my goal from the beginning to help people build their own business. You know, I never want someone to, build my business for me. I, I just don't feel like that's fair. That's not what I'm all about. Um, yeah. And that's, I, that was huge for me when I was talking to you guys about joining the Phillips team because I was working on building up my social media and I was like, I don't really want to give up all that work. Yeah, I don't course. want you to give it up. You're so good at it. <laughs> and like, that was a big thing for me because um, I've just heard stories of other people. It's like, no, you only have to do this. You have to follow our guidelines for our team. Um, and so, yeah, honestly, if you're looking to get in, find someone, whether, you know, you're solo agent or on a team that you work well with and, you know, you have similar interests with. Um, yeah. And it's been great. I mean, since May, like up until now, it's been awesome. I've really enjoyed it. Um, it is we'll a lot see what of happens work. next year. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I love our brokerage. It's, you know, fantastic for agents. And if you do have another job, I would suggest not quitting it because it does take work and absolutely, it does take money. Um, you know, you're sending out cards or whatever you choose to yeah, do, like running absolutely. social media ads. It's not just, oh, you know, you, you've paid for the test, you've paid for your course, and now you're not paying for anything. You're business yeah. owners and you have to keep your business going and yep. it costs money. Yep. I think that was really well said. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I, I probably have, have said and will continue to say is if you're dual careering, keep dual careering. You do need that in, that inflow of cash. You need that, that revenue stream for sure. Um, and I think it's just important for you to rebrand yourself 
for a long time. I'm shaking the table so much in the video. It's it's what I like to do. Um, I always critique him and his things that he does that messes up our video and audio. <laughs> it's, it's a reflection of our marriage. Um, now, um, so I was a dual career teaching for a long time and I would go around saying, yeah, I'm a teacher and I do real estate on the side. That was the wrong thing to do. Looking back, I should have said, yeah, I'm a realtor and I also teach. I think it's yeah. important to always brand yourself as a realtor first. Yeah. That makes mm -hmm. you a hundred times more professional. Yeah. Than yeah. The other way. And it's like a, a fear thing. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. have sure. in the back of their brain of like, oh, someone's going to think down on me because I don't do this full time. But at the end of the day, like you're busting your butt to do it. Yeah. I mean, people make tons of money working part-time hours in real estate. For sure. Um, I mean, whether you do it part-time or full-time, it's all really what you make of it and the work you're willing to put in. Like if you put in a good two hours every day, I mean, that's it. I mean, two I mean, hours every day versus a good six hours every day. <laughs> like for real, or okay. A mediocre six hours every day. Yes. Exactly. It's all about quality. There's a a girl outside our office and she laughs every time I leave the office. She's like, it's one o'clock again. Where are you going? Why like, are you leaving? I, I've done my job. I, I, I did it today. Yeah. Bye. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. um, another thing for people looking to get into it, it's not like your typical nine to five. It's 24, seven, 25, eight, whatever you want to say. Like, Absolutely. You know, I saw a beam is like, I quit my nine to five so I could be my own boss and right. have flexible hours. And now I'm working 24 seven. <laughs> now I just work all the time instead of only working nine to five. Yeah. But I mean, I think the longer that you're in it, the more you learn about balance and you just yeah. learn that the time each week is going to look different. Every time that you're going to be able to spend with your family is going to look different each week. And as long as you're making it a priority, mm -hmm. you're not going to have any problems. And, exactly. And I feel like there's a, I mean, there's a lot we could talk about there. We were actually on with our financial advisor yesterday and we had said, listen, some of this money that we were going to put into these stocks, we want to take back out so we can reinvest in the business. And he said, listen, you're always going to make more money investing in your business than you would in the market. So yeah. absolutely. By all means. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm not sure where I was going with that. No, I think that was the end of I it. I think it was important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, whether it's money or your time, investing in your business mm -hmm. is always going to grow. For yeah. sure. Well, we're getting to about 40 minutes. So do we want to, I don't know, is there any other? Yeah, oh, no. we made it to the end of the we questions. Did. We okay, good. We, we yeah. Okay. So something that we've been doing at the very end of the podcast is asking each other a question. So I don't know if we prepped you for this, but if we didn't, that's okay. Um, do you have a question today, babe? I do. I, I, I just like, called you babe. Is that okay to do on the podcast? I call him babe well, all the time. And so. now that's what the baby calls me because you I call know. me baby. Yeah, Liam <laughs> will run around the house going, babe, babe, like yelling for one of us because that's all we do is we always yeah, yell babe say, for each other. What do you think he that hears is hilarious. now? <laughs> yeah. I do that for Scott and Rowan. I interchangeably call them honey. <laughs> and so if there's like something going on and I need Scott, I'll be like, honey, and Scott's like, I didn't know you were calling me. That's funny. <laughs> I was confused. I, I didn't sure. know which one of us. <laughs> so, all right. My question, and I guess this is for both of you. Yeah. Um, and 
And this is a question that I've asked myself. So I thought it would be fun. Uh, let's say you just knocked out a $3 million listing. It sounds crazy, but it's not. Okay. I mean, you could, you know, your GCI on that would be 90 grand, right? So let's say you pulled out a hundred grand on a commission. What would you do after that? Would you say I'm taking the next six months off? Would you buy yourself a car or would, I mean, what would be your next steps? What would you do? I know exactly what I would do with it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. I would buy a rental property. Hey, I okay, love that. Well, you're smart. I love that. <laughs> well, because then it's just going to continue to pay me. Yeah. Like I get paid for that continually. Okay. That, that's not mm-hmm. a bad answer at all. Well, you're smart. And <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. I would save the money, mm-hmm. but I would take some of it and take myself on a very nice vacation. Yeah. And then I would, you know, do whatever smart thing to do with the rest of it. Good for you. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, maybe I, I would, would do take one myself thing for on fun. a nice vacation. Yeah. You do need to treat yourself. Where I we agree. like had to finally this year set some like fun goals because we're yeah. always like, we always set goals of like, okay, when we can renovate this in our house, pay for that. Yeah. Oh my can, gosh. Yes. Like all we do is spend money on like house stuff. And we're like, okay, we need to do something that we actually like want to do for fun. I agree. Yeah. yeah we do. Yeah. yeah. We're so bad about it. All right. So that was my question. All right. Y'all are up. Okay. Do you have one thought of, Rosie? Gosh. Okay. Mm. I don't know if this is for both. Okay. Lizzie. I'll do one for Lizzie and one for Johnny. Oh, I like it. Okay. Okay. This is just a dumb question. Can you say something? It's Swedish. Because oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that <laughs> okay, is great. Yeah. People always ask me that. What do you want me to say? Then I can I can probably translate it. So just like, go through like all the most commonly misused IKEA thing. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> well, something that like people the the chair the poeng that you know like the the IKEA chair that everybody knows about that literally means the word point like a point. In, in a match or whatever. Like it literally means a point. I'm like, that doesn't, like none of the names make any sense whatsoever. But, right, yeah. Um, let's say, okay. Uh, jag är från USA, men jag bodde i Sverige i sex år. Och sen flyttade jag här. I heard sex in there. <laughs> I knew you would pick up on that. <laughs> so the word sex in Swedish is six. We're going to get like banned because we said that word. On our so, so what did you just say? I said, um, when I was, I don't even remember something about moving to Sweden and when I was 10 and lived there for six years and that's where the six came from. Oh, so you didn't say anything okay. about sex. No, I just told you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's that. What do you have for Johnny? Hey Johnny, if you could sell in bills, where would you go? Oh my Anywhere gosh. in the world. Oh, I know his answer. I think. I mean, usually I would say Sweden because when I go, it's the most beautiful place in the world. That wasn't what I thought you were going to say. But Lizzie says that's always an anomaly and it's usually just miserable. Uh, Puerto Rico, (laughs) for sure. That's what he was going to say. I knew it. Love me some Puerto Rico. I just feel like that's where all the successful people go. They they must know something I don't know. Yeah, taxes. Um, So definitely following the greats to Puerto Rico. I love it. Very good. Okay, I'm going to do something stupid, a stupid question. Um, 
what is your favorite Thanksgiving pie? <laughs> what on earth? None. I don't like pie. Rosie, are you serious? What, I'm you serious. Really what do you eat at th- what do you eat at Thanksgiving then for sweets? Do you? It just I don't know. Usually there's like cookies or something. I don't like oh, pie. Okay. That Unless is it's so like funny. Like not a real traditional pie and it's just all chocolate. Like a chocolate mousse thing. Mm. Yeah. My dog is like licking herself right here. Gina. <laughs> so weird. No one ever would have known that. I can see it picking up on the audio. For sure would have heard it. People would have been like, what is that? Wow. <laughs> She's staring at me so moody now. Well, I, I'm going to go with Rosie on this. All right. Forget all of those fruits and jams and what have you and pumpkin. If you bring me like one of those cold Hershey chocolate and whipped cream pies, I'm going to oh, be a yeah. happy camper. You do love those. Yes. Yes, I do. That's so funny. Yeah. Y'all are so strange. Pumpkin like, pie. <laughs> apple can't pie. Can't do pumpkin. No. Is cherry it the texture? pie. That's like the worst. <laughs> it, actually cherry pie is really bad thank you it's not great it's not is it texture for you or flavor i just don't i don't know it's the I'd rather have like cake or cupcake that is so funny I never buy rosie a pie gotta note that one note it it's going on the <laughs> or list cheesecake unless it's oreo dream extreme from cheesecake factory so that's the one right just that's oreo. The one okay mm. noted Noted. And if anyone out there listening wants to send us a Hershey pie or the An Oreo, Oreo Dream ex- Extreme, you and can I'll do that. take a basic pumpkin pie <laughs> because she's basic. <laughs> I don't like pumpkin spice though, like pumpkin spice lattes or anything. I don't like those. Those are gross. Girl, I like pumpkin pie. They're gonna take your Uggs away. I don't even have Uggs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Well, we've hit 45 minutes. We've bored people enough with what kind of pies we do and don't like to eat. <laughs> yes. So I, I heard today from a friend of mine who um, listens to a lot of podcasts, like he, we should have consulted him before we even did this, uh, that we need to have a sign off. A Yeah. Last time we just like pounded it <laughs> and you can't hear that <laughs> on a podcast. So yeah. You should see it on our video, but. Well, I guess we'll figure that out. Yeah. We said we would evolve it. We're, I mean, we're always evolving. Are we going to do, what are we going to do today? Uh, I'd say we could hug it out, but you wouldn't be able to hear that either. No. It'd be weird. Um, okay. I'll sign us off. Okay. Yeah. Just, just take it away. Bye. <laughs> See you, Rosie.